Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. As Mike and Joe and Craig here, recording to you on Wednesday morning. It is a 10 a.m. It is December 27th. If you celebrate Christmas, hopefully you had a wonderful holiday. Um, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about our holiday time over the past weekend. And then we actually have stuff. Like real stuff, Joe. We have real content to talk about. How do you feel about that? Real content? We're always real content. That's that's true. But like actual like Substance? actual cards. <laughs> yeah, it's it, now we got something to talk about. Now we got something to talk about. It paid off. Oh man, it's always nice to wake up and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we got content. We're here." Um, so we will go over some new cards that were revealed at the Kyoto League Championship. Some really big news getting us ready for new sets, as well as a hint into when rotation happens. Um, but first and foremost, Joe, how was your Christmas? How are you doing so far? And how are you feeling today? I guess you can answer that all in one one answer. Good. Anything anything in particular? Anything special you did? Oh, you still have one answer, so I just said good. Um, uh, well, I just woke up, and I feel stuffy. So uh, that's kind of a minus, but Christmas is good. I am out of town, so I'm recording World Bowl. That's why I sound probably weird. But everything's good, spending time with family. Dude, a faraway land. How, you're not, like, that far away, though, right? You're, like, aren't you in, like, Minnesota? Yeah. Is Minnesota any different than where we live, just being another Midwest state? Um, is it any different? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like all mid. I feel like all Midwest states just like look the exact same. No. No, it's no. different. Yeah. All right. Well, you're gonna be home by the time the podcast goes live, right? So you got a couple more days out there. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be determined. He could be home tonight. He could be home on Friday or Saturday. Could be tomorrow, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, I guess we'll just we'll just find out. But glad you said you're doing good. Holidays went well. My holiday went well as well. Uh, this time of year in my life, I've just noticed that there are just a ton of babies. Like, I go to my wife's side, and there's like four babies i go to my because i split i mean my my parents aren't split but i split the families on christmas morning i go to my dad's side at evening i go to my mom's side my dad's side there's like five babies running around my mom's side there's like three and there's just babies everywhere and do you play with the babies um i mean some of them as they get a little older i'll interact with more but like the little ones I'm just like, all right, what's up, man? Like, you're a three-month-year-old baby. <clears throat> I will hold you for practically five minutes. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, if someone asks me to, I guess I will hold you. But other than that, like, just kind of vibing out. But it's definitely, it's definitely getting to that point where the family's starting to kind of multiply once people get to that age. So that definitely changed things. But it was still really, really enjoyable. Uh, I'm ready to kind of simmer things down a little bit. Have some time to chill out, relax. We started the Minecraft server, so that is always a big deal. So we'll be doing that probably eh, next two weeks or so. As of now, we yeah, seem right. Pretty It'll invested. be next couple of days. Well, you know what? Actually, it seems like 
a bunch of people have some really big long-term plans with typically they haven't before like typically about half of our group still plays vanilla minecraft in modded minecraft and they are attempting to not do that this time so we'll see but i know people are excited to play so we'll have some time to relax and do that but before we get into or get too distracted by that, I guess we'll just jump into the Pokemon stuff because there's a ton of stuff going on here that we get to talk about. No events, especially uh, in NA, we knew that there was a break already coming until after New Year's. Pretty much everywhere, a break till after New Year's, except for the Kyoto League Championships. Limitless does not have any specific deck lists on hand. However, I do have the top eight from Pokestats that I can talk about. And then we can kind of go from the reveals that came from the Kyoto Champions League event. In 8th place, we had a Giratina Lost Box. 7th place, we had Rapid Strike Iron Valiant. We had Charizard in 6th, Arceus in 5th, Mew in 4th, Golden Go Palkia, which we'll kind of come back around to, in 3rd, Roaring Moon in 2nd, and Kyogre Lost Box taking the Kyoto Champions League. Um, we don't necessarily know how many players were in it, but these events are typically pretty massive. Uh, so you assume that it was probably over 1,500 at least, based on what I feel like we typically see. Mm -hmm. Big surprise here is the Golden Go, which luckily Pokestats also took the time to find the list because that was the list people expected and wanted to see most. The The biggest difference from what I thought it would be I didn't think it would be so heavy on the water side. Uh, it's six water energy, five metal energy. That's a 1-1 one, one Palkia line with a 1-1 one, one Milotic line. You've got your Greninja and Manaphys that aren't really tied to the water side of things. It's a pretty straightforward list, but I'm looking forward to testing it. What do you think about it? Definitely not what I expected as a partner for Golden Go. Uh, it... It partially makes sense why that happens. It's a pretty thin water line. <clears throat> one one Palkia, one one Milotic, Greninja, Manaphy. Um, I think it seems like the play would be just like to V star the Palkia for uh, a Greninja attack. So, like, it kind of makes sense uh, what's going on. Yeah, it's it's more of I mean it's a lot of water energy for that type of tech, but. It just straightforward looks like a tech. Yeah. It's just there's so much water in the deck, you kind of have to make but it part I, of the identity. But I think it's all made possible by, like, an earthen vessel. Right, that too. So, I mean, it, so the other interesting text I see here is the cross switcher. Sure. And a heavy worker. Yeah, four worker is a lot. I know why, but... Yeah, I mean, you get rid of the stadium, and you don't really play a heavy stadium line. Yeah, you do. You play four Pokestop. Is that what that is right there? Yeah. Oh, it just shows the tree. It is Pokestop. I wonder why worker is the choice. Why, why would you say worker is the choice, then? So you don't get passed. I guess that's... Path is so detrimental to this deck. Yeah, you got Golden Go, Palkia's ability, Greninja's ability. I get it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm going to test this deck. Love me some Golden Go, so I will test it out and kind of see how it goes. 
like we were both saying, it seems pretty straightforward. But other than that, that's really the only list we wanted to see from the event. Um, the important stuff was what was revealed at the event. So firstly, um, at the event, we got reveals for Wild Force and Cyber Judge, which are the Japanese sets that feature the return of the A-Spec cards. We knew this was coming. We knew it was going to be coming out from Worlds, but we haven't seen what these cards do yet. The sets were released in Japan on, on January 26th. Um, they will feature, like they said, the A-Spec cards, Pokemon from both DLCs, featuring on their pack arts you have Walking Wake, Iron Crown, Iron Boulder, Gouging Fire, Raging Bolt, all of these new Paradox Pokemon that have been in the DLC. They also showed the first H regulation mark, which we saw from the Sprigatito promo last week. But promos don't really give us an idea of when rotations will be happening. I was watching a reading through a thread on Twitter, I should say. And although there has been no real announcement as to when we will get rotation, in Japan, when these sets come out, that's when rotation will happen. So we will be losing the E block. So it's safe to assume that we will also rotate when we get a lot of these cards. So I'm guessing, what, that like March timeline again? Did we rotate March or April last year? Uh, it's, it's somewhere around there, honestly. I don't remember. That like late winter, early spring is when rotation is going to hit. So basically, we'll be able to see kind of how Japan adjusts to it, but our rotation will not be too far behind. So they will rotate basically early February and January. Um, and along with the reveal came to reveal a lot of cards, including a specs. We're just going to jump into those right away, and then we'll get to the Pokemon and trainers after, because there are a decent amount of Pokemon to go over, which is nice and refreshing, you know, given the past couple weeks have been pretty dry. But we're going to start with the first Ace spec. They look great. They have the full pink background. It used to be like a darker color. Now it's a lot more vibrant. We have Neo Upper Energy. This is a special energy Ace spec card. As long as the card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides colorless energy. As long as this card is attached to a Stage 2 this card provides every type of energy, but only provides two energy at a time. So kind of like Double Dragon, essentially, but for mm -hmm. Stage 2s. You know, you attach it to anything. It counts for any type of energy. I know when you posted this originally, Joe, you were thinking that this would be with Charizard. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but how are you feeling about this card? Is You've had like, I don't know, three, four days, albeit during the holidays, to, to know about um. it. It's gonna be played similarly. You remember Lost March? Yeah. And they had the um we had the Prism Star with the other three energy. Mm-hmm. It's only for stage two, so if you have other stage twos in play. It's just gonna be similar like similar decks like that. I mean because we have reversal energy, right? Mm-hmm. And reversal energy is pretty strong, even with this in existence. I think Neo Upper Honestly, the cards that benefit from it off the top of my head are pretty, pretty like rogue decks like Blastoise or Tyranitar EX. Those type of cards, Garchomp, even though, wait, does Garchomp, Garchomp only needs one, right? Uh, well, it's, it's one or two. So, so it could use this card. A lot of the cards that would really benefit from it, I mean, the stage twos that are in our format currently. Charizard has the ability to accelerate energy. So 
probably won't run it, especially given what the rest of these A specs do. I, Neil Upper Energy just might not even be played. No, it's uh, probably the only two different cards that we played, as we know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, especially because you can only have one A spec in your deck. Period. I. I don't think this is kidding. No, probably not, not seeing any play. It's definitely it's def- <laughs> not making the cut. No, it will not. Um, which leads us into the next one. That is absolutely, positively going to be making the cut. Prime Catcher. Prime Catcher is an A spec item that states: switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon into the active, and if you do, switch one of your active with switch your active with a bench Pokemon. So it's Guzma. It is an item, a spec Guzma. And this is absolutely insanely powerful. I mean, might be one of the more powerful trainers we've seen ever printed. Well, it is an a spec, so you get one one of them. Right, but even even with that in mind, like you can people were coming up with combos online. The the biggest one that I saw right away was Arvin for Forest Sealstone and Prime Catcher. You can support. Okay. You could. Su- you could support her for this. Yes. Like you could use a draw supporter. You can use another support card and still benefit from Prime Catcher. Yes. And you can still recur it into your deck. Like it doesn't get exiled when you use an A spec. Yes. So things like Darkrai V Star, uh-huh. which again won't have use of it for too long, but you have Darkrai V Star. You have Silene. The supporter card that we typically see in control decks, but you know, cards like this will bring up its value a little bit. There's there there are junk hunt cards. There are so many ways to bring items back into your deck. Should we be concerned about this card, or is it healthy to have an item gust card like this? It's healthy. I'm leaning towards that as well. It's it, well, it doesn't like I. Like I guess when I think overpowered, when I think overtuned, I typically think of breaking the board state, preventing your opponent from playing, um, rapidly accelerating the pace of the game to the point where your opponent can't catch up. Prime Catcher is just an incredibly powerful card that you can use potentially once. I mean, or typically once, I should say, instead of potentially. You can use it more than once, but most most decks will probably just use it one time. But your ability to search for it will make the end game part of Pokemon a lot easier to manage, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think the end game of most games going forward will be much easier to manage because searching for an item card is a lot easier than searching for a supporter. That's that's kind of where I lie. It's a five out of five card. It's about as strong as you could make it, especially being limited to one. Mm-hmm. Do you have any comments on it? Uh, I've always mentioned that I prefer Guzma over Boss's orders, so I, I'm happy that that's back in the format. I don't think it's busted. I think it's um, definitely a well-balanced card. It is an item compared to a supporter, but yeah, one of only, right? So it's. I think it's fine. It's but yeah. it's not, but it's very good. It is very good. I'm 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 excited to kind of see it in play. Like like I was saying, I it's probably the best you could make it without mm-hmm. being broken. Um, so Correct. that's nice. 
The next item we have is Master Ball. This is an A-spec that kind of existed before. Search your deck for a Pokemon, reveal it, put it into your hand. It's an item search, whereas with Ultra Ball, you have to discard two. Great Ball, you look at the top seven. You search for basics, search for evolutions, all the different requirements that these ball search cards have. Master Ball just straight up has you search for a Pokemon. This is more playable than the energy one, probably. Because it's a one for one. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be catcher, master ball, and then the energy one. (laughs) But there's going to probably be more coming out soon. So we'll have to hold on to your diapies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're still going to get three or four more. But prime catchers basically renders a lot of these things obsolete. Master ball is okay, but there's also a lot of decks that want to put things in the discard pile. So Master Ball is not an instantaneous put in the deck. It's clear that Prime Catcher is the lead candidate. Moving on to the Pokemon, we have a lot to dig into here as well. First off, we will go with Gouging Fire. Gouging Fire is the Paradox Entei. It is an ancient form, 230 HP fire type. For one fire and a colorless heat blast for 60 damage. For two fire and a colorless exploding flare for 260. It can't use this attack until it leaves the active spot which is new text. I mean, we knew, we knew that that was how it was before when it said it can't attack next turn, but mm-hmm. the text has changed a little bit. It's weak to water and has a retreat of two. I mean, funny enough, the only replacement you'd put this in over maybe is Entei and Iron Valiant? Do you even do that? Um... I don't I don't think you do. I don't I don't think gouging fire has a place right now. No, cuz the, the reason why Entei is so important is the drawability. And it has one less retreat cost, I believe. Yeah, I I I I would value the I would I would just value the the draw power that Entei has over over this card. Yeah, it's a sweet-looking card. Gouging Fire is a cool Pokemon from the DLC, but it's right now, it's just a solid EX. 230, especially with the Ancient Booster Capsule, is pretty decent, but other than that, it's just kind of chilling. Next up is another Ancient Paradox in Walking Wake. This is the Suicune Paradox. 220 HP water type with the ability Cerulean Pulse. Damage from this Pokemon's attack is not affected by any effects of your opponent's active Pokemon. Water, double colorless, catharsis, roar. 120 damage, and if your opponent's active is affected by a special condition, this does 120 extra. Weak to lightning and a retreat of one. Obviously, the big partner here is Brute Bonnet. It's a decent ability. Cerulean Pulse, having you ignore uh, effects on your opponent's active is always a really big deal. It's It's a pretty middle-of-the-road ability that only helps you. It never hurts you. What are your thoughts on Walking Wake? Um, I think it's fine. I, I wouldn't play it, but I think it's fine. Would you not play it with Brute Bonnet because it's a multi-prizer? I don't know if I'd focus a deck around... I, I, I feel this is more of a tech card than it is a Builder Brother deck card. Yeah, I mean, I guess it probably has more utility for its 120 on a safeguard Pokemon, right? 
Yeah, so I it, it's something I put in the tech category and not a build around a deck category. Yeah, you'd almost rather use it to <laughs> break down a basic that's immune to EXs because of its ability and not even worry about the 240. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that's right. It's three energy for that, which makes it okay, but not, not really great. Next up, we have Raging Bolt. So this is the Raikou. Just summing up the trio. Ancient Pokemon, Ancient Paradox. It is a dragon type with 240 HP. For one colorless energy, Bursting Roar. Discard your hand, draw six. For one lightning and one fighting. Extreme Ascent. 70 damage times the amount of basic energy you discard from your Pokemon in play. It's weak to nothing, resistance to nothing because it's a dragon type and it has a retreat of three. We have now had the rebirth of Blacephalon GX. How do you feel about this card? Um, I believe it's it's also it's a potential deck, probably more of a tech in a deck. Um, the uh, what's it called? The Professor Sada's. Uh, what's the one that they accelerate two energy to? To uh, yeah, it's it's Sada. The Professor Sada's vitality or something like that. Yeah. Um, we can accelerate two energy and draw, I believe. So you can play it with that. I don't know if it's a standalone deck. You lose Flaffy. You can't recur back in. Uh, some people said they may play with Sandy Shocks. Where Sandy Shocks can get energy back from the discard pile attached to itself. You could, yeah. So I, there's some partners available, but I think it needs a couple more pieces. Do you? I mean, why can't oh. you play? Can't Flaffy just attach to something on the bench? Well, Flaffy's going to rotate. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I. You still have Electric Generator. You do. So you still have that. I think this deck. I think this will actually be a deck. I think this will exist. I think. I think. Although. Like when Blacephalon was around, it had all of its really, really high-powered accessories with it. I have a uh-huh. feeling that Raging Bolt will be in a pretty okay spot, especially because of some of the supporters we'll talk about. We'll tie back into Raging Bolt as we move forward. But I think there are some pretty decent combinations here where it's not necessarily like, holy crap, I'm terrified. But I think that it will not be that hard to get energies on the board with electric generator with some of these combos we're going to get into later on. And I think that raging bolt will be, I think it will be sufficient. I think it will find its way. Like you said, Sandy shocks. Um, we know that there are ways to recur energy. We know that there are extra ways to attach energy. We'll move into that as we kind of move through the list. It'll blow my brain. If raging bolt becomes more of a deck than golden go does. That would upset me. That would have helped me a lot because you really have to put things on a board. You just need to get things from your hand. I have a feeling, Joe, that it is going to be better than Golden Go. Which I makes, to me, kind of no sense. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But I'm just, I'm looking at it right now. It can have the boosted, the boosted HP. It can kind of just like... I don't know. I'm feeling it. I'm, I think Raging Bolt's going to be a deck. We'll see it as we move on. I guess I'll just go to the supporter anyway. So the supporter I have in mind here is Cryptomaniac's Deciphering. 
It is a future supporter card, but it says search your deck for two cards, shuffle your deck, and put them on top of it in any order. Mallow. So you you basically play, like you said, play Mallow, Electric Generator. You're guaranteed to find those two energies. Now, you don't necessarily... You, you probably need more than two energy per turn. Even with attachment, you're, you're sitting at 210 damage. You need more than that, which is why we bring the Golden Go into the conversation. But I still think that there are some pieces we are not thinking of that make this card good. It's a neutral typing. It's got no weakness. It'll have good HP. Low energy cost. Ah, I guess, I guess we'll find out. Next up is Flutter Main. This is a non-EX. It's Psychic 90 HP. Ancient Trait has the ability Fluttering Dusk. As long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, your opponent's active Pokemon have no abilities except for Fluttering Dusk. For three colorless, Flying Curse, 90. Put two damage counters on your opponent's bench Pokemon in any way they like. We have Ability Cancel. You know, we have Klefki, but Klefki was just for basics. This is just straight up everybody. It's... I think it's a necessary card to have in a format. I think it's always smart to have ability canceling in existence. It's only um, but I'd like to hear to your active. take as well. Uh, it's only to active. I don't think it would be necessary. It is only to active. I yeah, guess. It's no, no, no. I'm saying I, I know. I'm just trying to think about it. I guess. I guess that's right. What 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 ability in the active do you feel scared of that you need to shut off? Well, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I just typically think that I typically think that these these cards are just nice to have in format. It's it's around and available if if it never needs to come to it. Right. That's that's purely the point I'm making. I think it's just nice to have it. Um, Right now, it just kind of chills and hangs out. The next card is a supporter, Explorer's Guidance. It is an ancient supporter that says, look at the top six cards of your deck, put two of them into your hand, discard the rest. We've seen cards like this. It's solid, nothing crazy. Now we move on to another Pokemon, Iron Leaves. This is a 220 HP grass type with the future tag. It is the Verizian with the ability Rapid Vernier. Once during your turn, when you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench, you may switch it into the active and move any number of energy from your bench Pokemon to this card. We've seen this before. Two grass, one colorless, prismatic edge, 180. During the next turn, this Pokemon can't attack. Weak to fire, retreat to one. It'll do 200 with the boosted capsule. Anything crazy with this? I think it's just a solid solid one-play attack. Grass problems. Yeah, it's just another solid grass card with no home. So, shoutouts to Iron Leaves. We move on to Iron Crown. This is the Cobalion future variant. Psychic type, 220 HP with the ability Cobalt Commander. Your future Pokemon's attacks, excluding Iron Crown, do 20 more to your opponent's active. From what we see, it can stack, so that's something to keep in mind. One Psychic, two Colorless, Twin Shottles. This attack does 50 damage to two of your opponent's Pokemon. It isn't affected by weakness, resistance, or <laughs> effects, so it goes through Manaphy. It's weak to dark and has a retreat of two. I mean, the instant partner people think of is Iron Hands. Because oh, now what? you're hitting for another boosted damage, right? 
Yes. Is that that's pretty much it here, right? Yes. Are you concerned about that, or is that just whatever? Um, <clears throat> I think there's other cards at play potentially that could be good for it, but you saw. Well, I don't know if you were in that era or played around that time where people were playing <laughs> Reggie Rock EX for Dana Cruz yeah. for ten. So I think yeah. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be similar to that. Fair enough. That makes Not sense. sure how, but it'll be used. Yeah, it's just damage enhancing is usually solid. It's Especially, a basic. It's a basic, and the future capsule allows you to have free retreat, so it's just kind of a, a decent card. Then we have Iron Boulder. This is the Terrakion future type, fighting type 240 HP for one fighting and a colorless repulsor axe. 60, and if it gets attacked during your opponent's next turn, they take eight damage counters. For two fighting and a colorless, 200, discard two, weak to grass, retreat to three, insert basic fighting type EX, kind of. Stop right? taking away my energy. Yeah, that's like it. It's a pretty meh card. There's not, not a whole lot there. We round off the future variants with Iron Thorns. This is a baby Iron Thorns. This is the Tyranitar future variant. 140 HP lightning. Or one lightning and a colorless, Destropress. 70 damage. Reveal the top five cards of your deck. It does 70 for each future card you find there. Discard the future cards and shuffle the other back onto your deck. For three lightning and a colorless, Megaton Lariat, 140. Weak to fighting and a retreat of three. It's a decent basic attacker? Um, It's fine. Because you're if you're playing it, you're assuming you're in a heavy future deck. And yes. if you're on a heavy future deck, Lightning Colorless isn't hard. So, like, I don't know. This is decent, right? It should be decent. Yeah, I think this will be like a couple dollar card. Nothing crazy, but yeah, whatever. Maybe, maybe it's the one you... Oh, actually, never mind. Take that back. Rather than Raging Bolt, but that's ancient. Yeah, so not not quite, but it's still... It's okay. That's, that's kind of where we lie. We then move into some of the starter decks. They have a Karaidon and Maraidon starter deck. They're both dragon types. Karaidon 230, like I said. Dragon type, ancient type. Two colorless energy, vengeful hammer, 20 plus 10 for each damage counter. One fire, two fighting, Kaiser tackle, 280, 60 to itself. Anything on Karaidon? Ooh, bad. Yeah, Sandy Shocks and Great Tusk don't really do a whole lot. Screamtail, these are all baby basics. Again, not a whole lot. Maridon EX, again, Dragon type, 220. Future, one Lightning and Psychic Repulsion Bolt. 60 damage. If your opponent's active has damage counters, it does 100 more. For one Lightning Psychic, Lightning Psychic Colorless, Cyberdrive, 220. Can't use this attack next turn. It's a decent starter deck card, but again, not really a whole lot. I'm looking down this list. The only... Are there any of these cards that we need to talk about? Iron Jugulus, Iron Valiant, Iron Hands, these baby theme deck well, cards? Like Great Tusk or Sandy Shocks could technically be, I believe, in a GLC deck. They can. Oh, well, all these babies can be in a GLC deck. Some. Some of them. But like most of them are pretty just okay, right? Yeah, like Sandy Shock's saying 90 damage if there's three energy on the board for fighting is pretty freaking good. In GLC, right? Yeah. 
Um, Other than that, there's not really a whole lot here. Nah, not really. Yeah, it's it's a theme deck, so it's not really expected to be that much. Which is okay. Which is okay. And that kind of wraps up our cards. So really, really the big focus here is the ace bet cards with the catcher coming back. Guzma returning is the biggest change. We have a lot of these ancient and future EXs. We don't quite know where they fit in. I think Raging Bolt will be the strongest, but we're kind of going to have to see what else comes out in the set. The nice part here is that although we don't have an event this week heading into the new year, we do know that more cards will be revealed because the set now comes out in less than a month in Japan. So we will be getting much more from these two sets. Maybe some more A-Specs, maybe some more EXs, maybe some more pieces that tie these cards together. But we always know that it's coming. So that's awesome to know. Joe, that wraps up our show. Is there anything you'd like to say before you head back into the world of Minnesota? I need to go to the bathroom. What a beautiful way to end the show. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us each and every week as you do. We hope you had a happy holiday. Hopefully, you have a wonderful new year. Thank you guys once again, and we will see you next time.